Happy New Year, Explorers. Akimashite Medito gozaimasu. Welcome to episode 273, the first podcast of the year, the first podcast of 2023. <laughs> We're the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks, Universal parks in Asia, and we're coming to you directly from Japan. We're, we're on our website, tdrexplorer.com. I'm sure most of you have been listening for years. I was just thinking about this, Patricia, yeah. just before we started. We started this podcast in 2014. Oh my God, that's so wild. <laughs> so this is like, we're going into the ninth year. What? What should we do for the 10th year? Should we do something special or like? Well, we have a little bit to think about. But yeah, oh a little gosh. while to think about that. But yeah, that's that's what? wild. That is wild to think about. That's insane. Because I remember when we started, like we talked about it for probably almost a year before that. Yeah, we're like, we should do this. We should do this. Should, <laughs> yeah. And then we're like, yeah, let's just do it. So we did it. And <laughs> here we are, 200 and some episodes later. Oh, my gosh. That is ridiculous. A lot of episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Go check it out. Go listen to the <laughs> to all the episodes. Man, I would love to add up all the, like how long our episodes are, like what from episode one plus all the bonus stuff up to like up to now like how many hours or how many days or how many weeks that is <laughs> it's too much <laughs> that's crazy yeah it's that's a lot it really is yeah but yeah um i'm chris chief content editor for tdr explore and i went to the countdown party at universal studios japan for 2023 to ring in the new year and Joining as always is the wonderful Patricia. Hey guys, um, I'm a city guide. You can find me at Dream Sweets Love on Twitter or Instagram. And I um, uh, was enjoying the joys of Osechi and Ozoni because it's my favorite thing about the new year. It's so wonderful. <laughs> so what is that really quickly for those that don't know? Osechi, like, what is, Osechi? is a traditional Japanese New Year's foods. And so... You know, it's kind of interesting because I was like looking up the history of like both Christmas and New Year's because I was like really interested in like where did all like the ghost stuff come into Christmas? And I was like finding out that a lot of our what we what people celebrate as Christmas today came from like the Victorian era. And actually Osechi became popularized around the same time. And actually, the main dish for New Year's used to be ozoni, which is like the soup with various like vegetables like daikon and carrots and mochi. And depending on what region of Japan you live, there's lots of different takes on ozoni, that soup, that nice, delicious, comforting, warm soup that you eat. But the Lucky mm. Foods Osechi kind of like came into popularity around, yeah, around that same time, like the mid, what is it, like the 1800s, something like that. And each food that you eat has like a different meaning, like a lucky meaning. And there's like black, sweet black beans and there's like kazunoko, which is like um, some fish eggs cured ham. I don't know when that one came into popularity, but there's like a bunch of little small dishes and you eat each one and they you get luck during the new year. And then the other thing was, and I mean, today still a little bit. Like a lot of businesses are closed, especially like the first three days. Now we have convenience stores and like a, <laughs> one big chain, the Eon supermarkets are open from like the first. So you can buy groceries now. But like that didn't used to be the case. Like everything was closed. So you would make Osechi to last you a few days. You didn't have to cook. You were doing all the New Year's preparations and you could just like snack on that and Ozoni as like for those days and you didn't have to cook anything. So I guess it's kind of, well... Uh Similar, but not, you know, how like in the West, we just make 
a ton of food yes. for Christmas and then we're eating leftovers for like a week. It is. So it, I guess almost the same idea. It's very much like that. It's like so funny. And I even found this year, there's this stationery store called Okamotoya and they made Osechi ink and I have been using it and I'm, I'm in Osechi love. Ink. Yes. So I've been writing with Osechi ink as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I've done Osechi once. Like I, I didn't make it, but like I've been with friends and stuff that have done it. Do you have like a favorite dish? <laughs> I don't remember much, to be quite honest. I just remember there's a lot of uh, seafood. There like is. A lot of fish in it. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, not my first choice, but of course I was not going to, I wasn't going to be rude. So I did try a lot of the stuff. I don't think KFC did it this year, did they? No, I think they did. They usually do like some sort of like their own form of osechi, which I think is hilarious. Oh, like chicken osechi? It's usually fried, like fried shrimp, usually. Like mm. it comes in like, you know, the the square box, like the, the stacked square boxes, and it's like all different types of fried shrimp. There's like, it's kind of interesting because like, like we should probably talk about this in the bonus episode or something, but like <laughs> we're getting yeah, yeah, yeah. a little off topic. But like there's a lot of like new style osechi. So like there's Western style with different like, I don't know, like Western. Like chicken and beef kind of thing. Yeah, like kind of like yeah, hors yeah. version. And there's like different, like if you like different IPs, there's like a Disney version and stuff like that. Right. So like it's kind <laughs> of like really, really fun. And, and there's an osechi, especially because like, I mean, I guess you can make your own luck, right? So you could make your mm-hmm. own take on osechi if you think about it. Yeah, it's just we can refrigerate things now. So exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's not like back in the 1800s where, you know, refrigeration was uh, not a thing. But you had a super, super fun New Year's and I'm dying to hear about it. Yes, yes, yes. For the first time, I did the countdown party at Universal Studios Japan. And this is the first time they brought it back in three years. Wow. Exciting. I had a blast. I had a blast. Just to kind of preface everything, we were invited as media, so my experience would be a little different as opposed to, you know, regular guests that went because we were put in a media area for the shows and stuff. But man, was it fun. It was cold and it was long, but I had so much fun. I would definitely look at doing it again as a regular guest like next year. Like I would totally do that again. How I just, I just had so much fun. How early do people start lining up for it? I saw something on Twitter. I think people start like lining up in the early afternoon. Like it was like oh, people so aren't as, it's not like, you know, what Tokyo Disney used to be for their countdown parties where people were camping on what, two days before? Or longer. Or something silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So how it works is it's a separate, it's a separate ticketed event, right? Yeah. So the park closes early and it reopens at, I think it closed at five and it reopened at 6 p.m. Okay. New Year's Eve. And it goes until 9 a.m. the next morning. So you have, what is that? Uh, 15 hours? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can stay in the park for 15 hours, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The main draw is the shows that they do. So starting from 7 o'clock until 1230, they have show after show after show after show in the same spot. So they're just ro- rotating the shows. Where do they Where do they do the shows? It's beside, um, it's in that big stage area right in front of Terminator, you know, that corner mm-hmm. where, where the big Christmas tree is, yes. where Spider-Man is, the Star's restaurant, like that kind of corner. Uh-huh. That's where it is. Cool. Yeah. So as soon as like six o'clock hits, everybody beelines it for that area to get their like to secure their spot for the shows. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And let me tell you, it would be worth it for sure. Like it is worth it. 
again, like we we were media, so like we didn't have to line up right away because we had to do a bunch of other things. But there's like the big just area for everyone to wait for the shows. And they just they they go through the shows that happen throughout the year. So they start with spring and work through all, all the way through to Christmas. Wow. How about how long is it? Each show is about 20 minutes. So they break it up into smaller yeah, shows so there, that they do there was like breaks. every hour or like how how often do they do it? They kind of did it in blocks. It was like three shows and then maybe a 20 to 25 minute break. Mm-hmm. Then another block of three shows. Same same thing. And they repeated some of the shows like they did them twice. Oh, cool. So like if you didn't like if you missed the first one, you can come back for the second. Yeah. It's the second time less crowded, you would say? No, it's worse. Oh, oh no. <laughs> It gets because well, that's the same spot they do the countdown for. Oh, so later people are there for the actual countdown. Yeah. So they did a Peanuts show. So it was Snoopy, Charlie Brown, Lucy. They were there. They were dancing to Hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they were doing. Yeah. I think that was a spring show. Oh, cool. I think that's what that was. Then they had Minions, and Minions were doing like kung fu fighting. So I think that was a summer show. Uh-huh. Hello Kitty. And Dear Daniel came out, and they danced to the Spice Girls, to Carly Rae Jepsen, to <laughs> Katy Perry. It was great. And then Sesame Street came out. It was Bert and Ernie and Elmo. Mm. And Bert and Ernie were, well, Ernie was breakdancing. Bert was doing ballet. <laughs> and Elmo was just being Elmo. It's just like very over the top, yeah. right? It sounds like really high energy, really like oh, full yeah. of joy, you know? And they would do like kind of filler shows where like the like the DJ and like, dancers would come out and they would just play like remix songs of pop songs and stuff to kind of keep like the, the crowd going the energy, yeah. so it was basically a party with shows in between cool is what it was and then there was probably the best one uh-huh. was hamikuma ah! from halloween horror nights he came back along with the the vampires and stuff so they did yes. the, the the show from halloween the crowd went nuts oh my god even i did like i was cheering and everything it was just <laughs> Everyone loves Hamikuma. Yeah. And probably the cutest thing, of, I can't believe I'm calling Hamikuma cute because, you know, he's has his guts are protruding out of his body, which is candy. <laughs> if, if you haven't watched that video, go back and watch our Halloween Horror Nights video because I have video of that. And also I did video of the, the New Year's as well. So that's all on our YouTube channel. But Hamikuma in Japanese, when you want to say like, I'm so-and-so, like I'm Chris, I would say Kurisu desu, right? Like that mm-hmm. means I'm Chris. Hamikuma, instead of saying Hamikuma des, he says Hamikuma death. Yes. So he's saying the word death for des. So it kind of sounds like he has a lisp uh-huh. in English, but you know he he, he doesn't. But it was just <laughs> I heard that and I thought yes, 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 yes. That is it's perfect. That is perfect. And he and he wished everyone a happy new year. And Aww. he's he said something about 2023. I can't remember what he said exactly, but he was talking about 2023. So. Is he coming back? Because I thought he wasn't. Oh, no. I thought this was his last year. I don't know. Maybe he's popular enough that he'll make an appearance. Maybe. Who knows? And then they also did One Piece, which you typically have to, you, like, that's an extra show that you have to pay for in the summer. Yeah. Now, of course, it wasn't the full summer show because that's in the in the water world mm-hmm. theater. But the One Piece characters did come out and they did kind of a, like a little, a little show and everything. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. So they just brought out all the characters and then at the end they had like all the characters came out all at once mm-hmm. so like my thought was they must have to do some negotiations for like licensing for this stuff because you know like some ips are like these characters can't be seen with other characters you know there's usually like stuff like that with contracts mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. so it's just like interesting 
that they're all there. Plus, oh, I forgot to write this in the notes. Mario and Luigi showed up as well. Oh, cool. They did a Super Nintendo World thing, yes. which is very cool to see. But it looks like the, the Mario and Luigi costumes, I don't think they can move in them very well because they didn't move all that much. They weren't doing a lot of like big movements mm-hmm, mm-hmm. compared to the other characters like Peanuts, Minions, Hello Kitty, Sesame Street. Like they're really moving. Yeah. Whereas Mario and Luigi were kind of like, they're doing little like little jumps here and there and moving their arms and stuff, but it wasn't like full on jumping and stuff. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the if the mobility for those costumes is pretty low because they also had other dancers kind of like guiding them along the stage as well. So I wonder if, if it's hard for them to see. I wonder if the other costumes, they're designed for like the parades that, or shows yeah. and the Mario ones, at least the ones that they have now, have been only used for greetings, right? Yeah, where they don't really have to move all that much. So maybe when the, wait, I don't know where the parade has them. I think it does, right? The new parade that's coming? Yeah, the new parade that's coming, yeah, has them in it. When that happens, maybe they'll have more mobility, you think? Maybe. I'm not sure. But that was pretty pretty neat to see. They did like, you know, the bit with the Super Mario theme song Aww. and then they did some stuff with Mario Kart. You know, it was just it was it was cute. Yeah. It wasn't like the best. Like Hamikuma stole the show. Oh. And also Hello Kitty. Yeah. But it was it was still cool to see like Super Nintendo World, like Mario and Luigi there. Mm-hmm. I thought that was actually really neat that they did that. And then they did the like the whole countdown thing. And when clock hit midnight, fireworks basically surrounded the park. Wow. Like it was just fireworks. It was quite awesome. Like it just lit up the sky. <laughs> they don't have the limitations that they have at Disneyland then. No, because I guess like USJ is really not residential. Like there are houses nearby, mm-hmm. but it's not like it's more industrial. Like it's more oh. of an industrial area. Like if you if you stay at some of the universal hotels, yeah. If you get if you get a room that doesn't have a view of the park, you're looking at places with shipping containers and warehouses. Like it's not very pretty. Oh. So I guess like maybe the laws are different, like the regulations and stuff. I can see stuff. that. Yeah, that's really great. Because there, like there are houses nearby, mm-hmm. but they're kind of far enough away. I think like they're not like right up like residential areas are not right there. Kind of like Tokyo Disney, where it's like. You go across the highway and there's houses. Yeah. Right? And different cities have different rules. So Yeah. Osaka Osaka's pretty lax with a lot of things compared to <laughs> compared to this side of the country. Oh man, but that is so cool. I love fireworks. So it's great to hear. Oh, it was so good. Yes. It was definitely worth it. For those that are thinking maybe doing it next year, tickets usually go on sale in August. And these tickets didn't actually sell out pretty like quickly. I I didn't really keep an eye on it, but I did look a couple of times and I saw there were still tickets available and they had like different variety of tickets because you could buy ones with, I just remember this, you could buy ones with Express Pass and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think that would probably be the best way to go, right? It was busy. Like there was a lot of people there and I'm talking, there was lines for everything, like especially after midnight, mm-hmm. lines everywhere. Flying Dinosaur, two and a half hour wait. Mario Kart was like, I think an hour and a half. Hollywood Dream was like two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And this was at like two in the morning. The park was quite busy. So it felt like it wasn't two in the morning. It felt like it was maybe eight o'clock at night. It was just the sheer amount of people that were there. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. That's great. I mean, it's it's a celebration, right? Yeah. Rides did close throughout the evening for a few hours. Mm -hmm. So like Super Nintendo World, I think both rides closed at two, two or three and reopened at six. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think for Wizarding World of Harry Potter, I think Fly the Hippogriff closed or something for a few hours. So like different rides were closing, 
because obviously they need to do maintenance and stuff on these things, which makes sense. Yeah. And most of the restaurants are open that I saw, like the the quick service restaurants are open. I wanted to ask you for the restaurants, was there like usually at New Year's you have like the the Toshikoshi, what is, is that what it's called? Um somen? Like the noodles, like the long noodles for good luck. And I know that it like at Disneyland, for example, it like sells out very quick. Is it easy to get that there? What restaurants serve it? I never looked. I I honestly didn't look. I w- we had pizza. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we had pizza. We went to Louis and had pizza. Cool. Oh, what's it called? What's that restaurant? The 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 sit down Irish bar. Oh, I forgot. Um, but I know. <laughs> Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, right, it's right across on spider-man that was open so that's not a quick service that's a sit down right so that was open there was just a lot going on i couldn't re- like and i was tired and cold like it was cold mm-hmm, <laughs> it mm-hmm. was cold i think it got down to like two degrees two or three degrees yeah which for japan for the like this part of the country like it's it's a little humid and it's windy so it doesn't feel that pleasant you know not the greatest feeling we did do Jaws, though. Jaws! Our skipper, is that what you call them? Are they called skippers on Jaws? I think, I don't know, maybe. Skipper? Uh, we'll just call them a skipper. Ours was great at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> Very high energy. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> but that that was pretty wonderful. Uh, it was also nice and warm because, you know, the fire mm-hmm. with Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> that, that felt really nice at 2 in the morning. I think the shortest wait in the park was the Jurassic Park ride. It was like five minutes. Oh, wow. I don't think anybody wanted to ride it. Because uh, you, you get soaked. You get soaked. Do they no not like turn soaked. it down in the wintertime? I don't think so. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, no, no. You, you, no you can't because it doesn't spray. It's just like, like it's not, it's not like the Splash Mountain yeah. here where they spray you. Yeah. It's like it, the water comes up from the lagoon when you plunge into it. Uh, uh no. So There's <laughs> no way you can really control that. Unless they like drained it or something. But yeah, they had the shortest wait in the park, which understandably so. Yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to do it. Well, I didn't do it. <laughs> so I was like, mm, I'm not doing that. No, thank you. Also, like I was wondering, like thinking back to like, for example, like Epcot during New Year's, do they have like throughout the parks, like little entertainment areas, like with like music or like things like that? Do they have like kind of like atmosphere entertainment during the New Year's party? No. Everything just kind of ran like normal, okay. except for the main stage area. Yeah, I loved it. We stayed at the the Oriental Hotel Universal Studios, which is a quote unquote new hotel because uh-huh. it used to be, I think it was like the K one of the Kahan hotels. Because mm-hmm. you know the, there was like three Kahan hotels or whatever in the area, and it was really confusing. This building was one of them, and it closed and it reopened as this newer hotel. Like they refurbished the whole thing, right? And it's quite nice, very modern. The rooms are still like I because I did stay at that hotel when it was the former hotel. Mm-hmm. Like it was very like Art Deco. It clearly opened with the park. Yeah, like it was very dated, right? Like okay, the carpet seat to be changed. This Hollywood nineteen fifties Woody Woodpecker theming has seen better days. Mm-hmm. So that's all gone now. It's it's kind of a it's a sterile kind of hotel. Like it's I don't know. Like to me, for Universal, you're not really spending a lot of time in the hotel. So is it clean? Is it comfortable? Does it look nice? That's good enough for me, honestly. Okay. But what one thing they did do, which I thought was quite nice, I, I need to look at the pictures. They made the rooms feel more spacious. So they got rid of, because you know, like older hotel rooms, 
there'd be like a dresser kind of thing with the TV sitting on top of it. That obviously would take a lot of space. Mm-hmm. So they got rid of that in the room. So there's a lot more like just floor space, open floor space. And it's a flat, like a flat panel TV on the wall. Okay. So the rooms felt roomier because obviously they can't make the rooms bigger, right? It's an existing building. Right. But the fact that they were able to do that was really nice. And this is the first time I've ever seen this. They had USB-C outlets. Oh, hey. So they had USB-C, regular USB, like USB-A, uh-huh. e, whatever it's called. And then, you know, the regular two-prong outlet. So I thought that was that was actually pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that before. So I think the hotel just reopened this past summer or this past spring. It was relatively recent. And it's it's right there, right in like right in the action of Universal. It's kind of it's kind of in the corner, like because you know City Walk is kind of an L L shape. Yeah. Like you you come out of the you come out of the train station out the north, you walk up and then you turn left and then go right to the gate. Mm-hmm, Instead mm-hmm. of turning left, you turn right and go like behind everything, and that's where the hotel is. Like speaking of the hotel area, what about like the City Walk area? Were they doing anything around there? Yeah, they had like an all-night DJ party happening as well. Nice. We didn't see all that. Well, I don't think it was all night. I think it ended at like one or two or something. Mm-hmm. So when when we left, they were done. Yeah. Like they were packing up for the night. Because yeah, we left around probably 3.30, I think. Mm-hmm. That's kind of when we kind of tapped out. Because we, we were there for six. Yeah. Because that's when we were told to be there. And then it was a lot of just hurry up and wait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's usually what how it goes with the, the, the media stuff is a lot of, okay, you got to be here. Then you just have to wait. Then we do the thing and then wait. You know, that's kind of how it works. Mm-hmm. So we, we were there from six to midnight, like after midnight. So it was just kind of a lot of standing. Is there a lot of like the New Year's party merch and things like that? No, I didn't see anything. Didn't see anything like that. I, well, I didn't look. Let me put it that I didn't bother looking. The, the stores were so packed. Uh-huh. I just looked at it and I just thought, uh, no, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going in. Right. Forget it. We're done. They did have a special New Year's park map, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was nice. It just had the, the the show schedule on it and nice artwork on the front that said Countdown 2023. Cool. It had like all the characters on it from that they were in the shows and stuff, which I thought was quite nice. So I grabbed a couple of those for a good keepsake. I like grabbing those kind of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely say it's definitely something I would do again. So I think I would I would like to try and do it like as a as a regular guest next year. I think. Yeah, you should I think try. I like, you should I do it. Like, I think I would like to do that. I wish Disney did stuff like this again. I mean, it's been since the 20s. 20... never got to do it. When did they last do it? It was like 20, 20, 2009. I was going to say 2009. 2009, yeah, something like something that. Something like, like it was, that. I want to say. Wasn't it just before the 10th anniversary of Disney Sea? Wasn't it just before that? I think so. It's been such a long time. Because I remember, oh, uh, we've talked about this before. I'm sure there's an episode somewhere that we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. I never got to do it. I know you, you've done it, right? Yeah. If I remember even correctly. the child even got to do it once. We brought him in after we had been in the park already. And so we brought him in afterwards because he was like a toddler. So he got <laughs> to do it one time. I think it was in 2008. I think it was the 25th anniversary. Mm. And I think they did it a year or a couple of years after words and then yeah, stopped then i was done yeah because yeah that's when they would do the correct me if i'm wrong for disneyland they would have like the, the parade that went around the entire parade route with floats from all the shows it was every single float from every single parade so it was like super long <laughs> like so like a regular <laughs> parade is what like or it used to be like 30 minutes right so i think it was like a two-hour yeah. parade or something like that and then they would stop and do like a show in the middle and then keep going 
the logistics of that sound insane. It's wild. And then they would, they would of course, rearrange all the different characters on different floats with different costumes. So they would, it was every single float from every parade and every like greeting. And then they would have them all mixed and matched, which was really interesting with, of course, with the New Year's music, the New Year soundtrack and everything. So it was, it was oh, a blast. It's an era that's gone, it's gone by. Yeah. I don't think they're ever going to do it again. I did do, I did New Year's once. At Tokyo Disney. Mm-hmm. That was in 2014 into 2015. I did that once. But it wasn't like a it wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. It was just everything was open. They did like something on the harbor for New Year's, some fireworks, and that was it. You want to hear something wild? Disney Sea for the New Year's party when they first opened, they they, they couldn't get people to go. So they would offer like these really cool things with the tickets, like, oh, like one year was like a watch and one year was like something else, like these extravagant gifts with the ticket just to encourage people to go to Disney Sea because everybody wanted to be at Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they're putting on the ridiculous parade. Yeah. Like who wouldn't want to see that, right? Yeah. Like, oh, we were able to park hop, I think, too, if I remember correctly. I think I was able to park hop. Oh, wow. That's cool. But yeah, I did that once and I was like, uh, once was enough. Because <laughs> like I wasn't staying at the hotels. Like I, I think I, at the time I still lived about a good hour away, hour oh, and a half no. away. Yeah. So it's like I had, or no, yeah, I did live about an hour and a half away, mm-hmm. but the trains were running all night, but they were very infrequent. Right. And I was just like, okay, I was in the park for 12 hours. It's six in the morning. Now I need to take an hour and a half train home. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, I'm exhausted. No, no waiting until the sunrise on the monorail, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the new year. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I think it feels like 2020 is three years ago now. Can you believe that? I, I can definitely believe it. <laughs> oh, like it, it feels like so long ending. ago, yeah. but not. <laughs> feels so long ago, but not. Yeah. Like it's just it's such a weird feeling. It is. Well, I was going to say, oh, I'm looking forward to the Fantasy Springs opening, but it's not opening this year now. <laughs> that is so crazy because like, yeah, I, I still have it in my mind that, oh, this is the year it opens. I guess like it could technically open in fiscal 2023, which goes until March 31st, 2024. But no, it doesn't count. You know it's not 2023. I mean, yes, fiscal year. But I mean, when you yeah. think of 2023, think of that no, year. No, you don't think like that. They're probably going to like at this point, they're probably going to aim for April 15th because you know how they love big anniversary dates uh-huh. or like somewhere around there mm-hmm. something i don't know we'll see what happens because you know uh beauty and the beast was supposed to open april 15th 2020 it was pushed till what september something yeah 2020 september 28th who knows what's gonna happen we'll see uh not much is happening at universal for this year except for the new parade the parade is big this, this spring yeah yeah that's exciting so we have that I'm looking forward to that because there's Pokemon and there's Super Mario in it. And so. there's um, Spy Family is coming. And there's like oh, yeah, things Spy that Family's haven't been coming. announced yet. There's always like the, the seasonal IPs like that come in. So that'll be interesting to watch out for. 2024 will be Donkey Kong. Yeah. The Donkey Kong roller coaster. That's getting closer. You know, we're the, it's next year technically now. So, Exciting. hey. <laughs> um, I know... Super Nintendo World is finally opening up in Hollywood mm-hmm. next month, which is very exciting. But, you know, not everyone that's listening to this podcast lives in the U.S., so maybe Japan's closer. Could be. I do want to get out to that at some point. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I would like to. It just seems good synergy, you know, mm-hmm, <laughs> to mm-hmm. get out there. 
the only thing is like they're not getting like right now they like they're well i don't know if it's ever coming there like it's not opening with yoshi's adventure so i don't know if that'll ever come there who knows so it's just opening with mario kart the shop and toad's cafe or mushroom camp toadstool cafe or whatever whatever the english word is called i don't know Canopios Cafe. It's Canopios Cafe to me. And they can always like expand it, right? I think so. I know Hollywood's pretty small and like they're not blessed with space. Oh, that's right. I've never been there. I've been there once. It's pretty small. Unlike, you know, in Florida where they're building a whole new park. So, you know, they have, they have all the room in the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, 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 uh, I think, I think I talked about everything for Universal with 2023. It was great. It was cold. But I got to see Hamikuma one more time. Yes. Which is wonderful. Love Hamikuma. I hope he comes back. Or like, oh, you know what Universal would do, should do if they are smart? What? Hamikuma could be the start of their own Duffy. Duffy and Friends. <laughs> oh my God, and Friends. Be... Hamikuma and Friends. Wouldn't it be kind of cool if it was like the anti-Duffy? So they kind of release it in the same order. <laughs> There's like a pink Hamikuma. There's like a... Cat Hamikuma. I mean, I mean, Nico. There's like um, like a rabbit. <laughs> you know, it's like the anti Duffy Squad. I would eat that. Up. That would be really fun. <laughs> you know, it would work here. Uh, oh, it would work. I, mean, I would love it. <laughs> oh, they need to do that. Yes. Oh my goodness! I just thought of that now. I just thought of that now. <laughs> Oh my god, if someone from Universal is listening, please, please pitch that. <laughs> I don't need any credit. Just make it happen oh because god. that is wonderful. <laughs> Before we go, we're going to thank some wonderful explorers that are supporting us over on Patreon. If you want to support the show, just head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now. So a big thank you to Acro Disney Girl, Adam, Amanda C, Amy B, Amy C, Mama Explore, Benjamin, Brent M, Carrie, Chris B, Claire, Claudia, Dave, David, Baker, Kevin, Shani B, Harry, and Marina. And thank you to Jamie, Jose, Kathy, Lee, Marie H, Michelle, Marie, Sophie, Swoopy, Thomas, Kay, Alexandra, Lizzie, Amy, and Andy, Dana, Cassandra, Annie, Sonia, WWN, Paige. And if you're not subscribed already, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to us from. It's different verbiage on depending on what platform you're listening on. And you can find everything we talked about here up on our website at tdrexplore.com. And also check out the videos on YouTube under TDR Explore. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, Chief Content Editor for TDR Explore. And I'm the one that was uh, waiting in the cold and screaming at Hamikuma. <laughs> <laughs> and joining as always is the wonderful Patricia. Um, I was the one waiting in the warmth. <laughs> Smart. Eating my New Year's grapes and um, champagne. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am dreaming about New Year's at USJ. It sounds super, super fun. I think especially, I feel like that kind of event is like a locals event. So it has like a different energy than like a normal day when lots of tourists would be there because like these are people that have been there all year and have enjoyed the entire thing. So like there's like a passion behind it. So I think that's yeah. so, so cool. It's a very different energy. Yes, different energy there for absolutely. Sure. So love it. You guys who are listening, happy new year. I hope you have a fantastic year this year and you go on lots of adventures and I hope you follow us on some adventures as well through the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us explorers for these past nine years. And we, my goodness, I can't believe we're saying that nine years. Nine years. What? <laughs> I feel so like, older than I already felt. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> 
RX Wars, Happy New Year's. Akemashite, Merito, Gozaimasu. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.